Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKee D. And Kelly Williams. <laughs> you guys asked for this episode and you're getting it. And whatever it is, it's what you deserve because you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say what, maybe tw- 35 minutes ago, Kelly and I both ate an edible. What did you, what have you done? Like, what, what are you, what's happening with you right now? No, because you had a vape pen. Yes, so I do have a vape that is um, sal- sativa. sativa? Uh-huh. Um, I've had two seltzers. And I just took a 60 milligram edible. <laughs> that is where I'm at, Troy. Where are you at? I know what you're at. Those fucking evil edibles. Well, I took a couple of my evil edibles. Kelly calls them evil because they're very strong. I don't know why, like they're, they taste great when they're nice and cold. Kelly, unfortunately had one when we were in LA that was molten lava warm. I'm talking gelatin that has been left out in the sun and coagula. I mean, it was like so gross. Like her face when she ate it was so funny, but they're strong as shit. And um, I'm also- We also took them in Boston. Yeah, we took them in Boston as, as well. And they were, they'll get you there. Um, I'm also sick and on pain medications, so I'm really working with a lot here. <laughs> so this episode is going to be so fun. It's going to be good. We're doing the Met Gala moment. So this is how we are sort of describing this episode. We want to talk about the Met Gala. Obviously, we want to talk about everything that happened this year at the Met Gala, because there's a lot to talk about. And I have a lot of intense homosexual feelings. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but we also want to do like a full Met Gala episode. So, um, for this week, we're just going to be talking about the 2022 Met Gala blinds that have come out so far. Um, and also maybe dip and dab into some silly ones from the past, but we do want to do like a full head to toe Met Gala episode as well in the future. For sure. Yeah. And, and we're also going to be reading questions. Because we asked you guys for questions and we, I, I have not looked through them. So we're going to be surprised and shocked and just uh, picking random ones. And I'm excited. I know. I hope you guys like this episode because I feel like it's going to be at least fun for us. I hope it's fun <laughs> for everybody. 
Because Troy and I, guys, when we go to different cities, the way we do it is we do drugs and drink heavily. (laughs) We always, always have an edible moment and we always get wasted. And somehow I always end up in Troy's hotel room. Never in mine. I'm always just like following Troy. I'm like, are you tired? Can we hang out? (laughs) But no, this is like, this is like what, this is basically, you're going to be getting a conversation of what we sound like after our shows are over. Or the night before our show. Right, exactly. (laughs) So we're going to start with you guys' questions. And Kelly and I are going to be asking each other. But we'll still answer it, right? Yeah, totally. Okay. Oh, what's your favorite way to partake in marijuana use? Okay. I love the wording of that. Um, (laughs) I'm an edibles girl. Um, I used to prefer to smoke. And now that I'm decrepitly old, my lungs can't handle it no more. So I don't like hacking up and gagging. I'm, I already smoke parliaments. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need double, be doing double time on my lungs. So I'm an edibles girl. What about you? I like edibles, but I also like to smoke. Yeah. Um, I actually don't love a vape. I'd rather smoke like a bowl or a blunt or a joint, mm-hmm. but a vape's, all, a vape's all I got because I don't know how to roll. So I just, it's what I got. It's legal here in New York. So it's exciting for me. Now, why don't you prefer a vape? Because I don't either. I don't know. I just feel like I don't like, I either hit it like too much or not enough. I feel the same way. I can't ever get a good grasp on like what I'm supposed to be doing. And then sometimes I'll hit it and it literally feels like the devil himself is cracking every one of my fucking ribs. It's so intense. Uh, Yeah. So my friend Christina smokes vapes. And when I took my first hit of like a weed vape, I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it doesn't, hit like a bowl or, or you don't have to like suck as hard as right. you do. So yeah. So that was, I saw Jesus when I hit a vape for the first time, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll get you there. Oh, sorry. They're coming to get me right now. <laughs> 5150 is headed by me window. If you could redo slash take on any celebs PR image public slash publicity, who would you want to fix? Ooh. To be honest, I don't know if there's any fixing, but Hayden Panettiere. Oh, that's a good one. I would love, because Hayden's so talented. And even before all the craziness, I mean, although I guess Hayden's life has been crazy since day one. But I feel like she never got the credit she deserved for being able to sing and act and I don't know about dance, but at least sing. Mm -hmm. She's a good one because she's so talented. I think I would pick Megan Fox. Would you be like, no MGK? Yeah, I would like really sit her down and be like, listen, like you have potential to be really cool. And like you, you are fucking it up. You're turning yourself into a fucking joke. No, what I think's really wild. Hmm. MGK just bought a home. Like I think he bought Logan Paul's house. Mm, okay. He bought it. Not him and Megan. He bought it. There's no way those two are getting married. I'm calling it right now. Oh, if there is a God, they won't. My God. Um, oh, what was the name of the movie loosely based on the Carter brothers? So the movie is called Harry and Max. 
or Harry plus Max. I think it's called Harry and Max. Um, and yeah, I don't know where you would find to watch it, but if you Google Harry and Max, the movie, like you can see still shots of it. Actually, I think it might be on YouTube. If you YouTube the movie, I'm pretty sure it's there in completion. I don't think I've ever watched it in full, but uh, it's there for your viewing pleasures. From finding multiples of the same revealed blind, what makes a blind worthy to share? We share every blind. I will say Troy and I try and stay away from ones about pregnancies that haven't been confirmed, miscarriages that haven't been confirmed, and then like probably like ones about people with needles in their arms. Yeah, for the most part, I feel like we both collectively just like want people to come to their own conclusions about stuff. So we just read everything as far as like, you know, aside from the ones that obviously Kelly just stated, but um, yeah, we read them all. I mean, if it's revealed, we'll read it unless it's something really horrific. Yeah. There have definitely been a few also where we're just like, this is dumb and untrue. Yeah, like we do, we do edit out the ones that are really stupid because you would be surprised at how many fucking stupid blinds there are, even ones that are like one sentence. Yeah. Like I removed so many blinds about Joe. We just did a Joe Jonas episode. If you're listening to this, you know that already. And I removed so many blinds that were like, he cheats, he cheats, he cheats, he cheats, he cheats. Because it's like, okay, we get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Three people you would like to have dinner with right now. Real, fake, alive, dead, anyone. Jesus. Uh, We've done no prep for these questions. Oh my way. God. Okay. Um, well, obviously one of them is going to be Brittany. I'm going to ask about that baby. I'm going to ask about Sam. I'm going to ask about her pappy. I'm going to ask about that bitch sister from Hale. <laughs> I'm going to do all that. and um another oh my god this is really intense anybody fictional or real a fictional too um I don't know if this is a cop-out but the next two people would be Abby and Alana because I've been watching a lot of Broad City and I just think that that would be really fun to sit at a table with Brittany Abby and Alana because like they would be really funny and also very warm and make her feel very comfortable that's not a cop-out. I think that's a great little <laughs> Okay, good. What are yours? Um, I would probably say Taylor Swift, Princess Diana. Ooh. And Whitney Houston. Whitney. It doesn't matter if they get along. I just want to talk to each of them. I'm making my way over to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I love Whitney Houston. Like her celebrity, like when she died was the first celebrity death where I was like, oh fuck. Like this mm-hmm. actually hurts. Yeah. Whitney is Whitney is up there for me. She's on my Queens list for sure. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a Kings and Queens list? I don't. <laughs> I? Yeah. You don't have to make it now, but write it in your notes app. Think about it tonight. What do, how many do I need? Because I can probably come up with it off the top of my head. Um I mean, it should be a short list. It should be like five. Queen's list. I'm talking. Okay, I can do that right now. I can do that right now. Okay. Now this is queen. I mean, it's top of the top, like best of the best, like doesn't get any better. 
But it's my favorite people, right? Yes. Yes. So Whitney and Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. Chelsea Handler. Or do they have to be singers? No, whoever you want. Okay. Chelsea Handler, Princess Diana. And then I love Mindy Kaling. I think that's my five. It's a big deal to say like she's on my queens list. I think that those are my top five like <laughs> women. <laughs> you guys, send in, we should do an, uh, a question on Instagram. I want to know people's kings and queens lists. Who are your king or who are yours? I don't have kings yet. You go. My queens list? Queen kings. My queens list is Brittany, obviously. Whitney, actually. Um, Goldie Hawn. I didn't expect Goldie. Yeah, I love Goldie so much. Um, who else was on my queen's list? I think Brittany Murphy. And, oh, there's one other person. I have it written down on my phone. It might be Anna Nicole. I, it's definitely Anna Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> it could possibly be Anna Nicole Smith. I don't know. <laughs> who are your kings that's what kings. I want to know because I feel like queens like we always talk about like female artists we really like right kings list changes all the time that one I'd have to dig through the phone and probably edit <laughs> make some changes too give me a minute I'll think about it maybe by the end I'll work something okay we'll come back to the kings list okay <laughs> um let's see what does barely their celebrity refer to in a blind item um so <laughs> I'm like hi now <laughs> oh my god I'm talk way slower when I'm high by the way like when I'm sober my I don't even think about what I'm saying when it comes out it's just word vomit and when I'm high I'm like okay this word and then that one next and I'm then the opposite one. really yeah well, that's so lucky um, no it's not <laughs> <laughs> okay so barely their celebrity is a celebrity who is like famous kind of like they're famous if you squint that's how we describe it at our live shows like it's a celebrity who is around they exist you know that they're there Kellen Lutz he's barely there like he exists he's around you know that he's famous but he's a barely there celebrity and it's usually celebrity offspring like fucking what's her name Olivia Jade yeah he's like a barely there celebrity it's like a lot of people may not even really know who she is. Somebody asked, are we coming to the UK? I would love to. I mean, we want to go everywhere, honestly. Yeah, that would be a dream. Honestly, that would be so amazing. Um, And then someone said, can you talk about the Vans Warp Tour? Troy has way better stories about the Warp Tour than I do. Oh, God. Mine was mostly like sweating under a tree being like, mom, can you get me? I'm not having fun. Boys like girls has already performed. <laughs> like, and I stepped in mud. <laughs> Literally. I was a real, a real warp Tour queen. I was obsessed. I was like this weird, like, hyper preppy, car- like fucking Carson Kressley looking queer eye boy that was friends with like all scene and punk people. Because that was like my vibe, but I just dressed like uh, Marco from Degrassi every day. Um, 
<laughs> so because he was truly my style icon I'm not kidding anyway so I used to go to work tour every single year with all of my friends I was obsessed we would fill up water bottles and like fake suntan lotion bottles with alcohol from our parents basements and we would go every year and it was complete fucking myspace teenage debauchery just hell on wheels and it was the most fun years of my entire life and also the bands are all rotted. The men now come to, it's like, come to find out all of the men were just fucking all of these teenagers. There were no rules or restrictions. And like, everybody knew that all the teenagers there were fucking wasted. Yeah. Which is what's even more crazy. Like I think about all the adults that used to just get, you know, see a bunch of fucked up teenagers and not really care. My friends and I, not just for warp tour, like any concert we'd go to, we'd always have like a pipe or something. Mm-hmm. And we would do the half up and use it as a hairpiece. So mm. people would think it was just decoration. Mm-hmm. And that's how we would sneak in everything. Or we put it in my bra. <laughs> I used to put like, um, what do you call the tiny bottles of alcohol? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the liquor store bottles, the little tiny Yeah, what do, you, what do you call them in like Ohio? little tiny bottles <laughs> we call them nips in massachusetts oh yes 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 so i would i am heavy chested and i would just stuff a bunch of nips in my bra so i would walk through security with like five or six nips in each boob by each nip in each nip and that's how we would get super fun <laughs> I like that you call yourself heavy chest. I didn't know what to call myself. I like that. That really t- truly tickled me. It's true. It's heavy, <laughs> heavy chested. Um, so we got a question for me about how Texas was. And then Kelly got a question about how Brooklyn is. So we figured we would just switch back and forth. Um, Texas was very, very, very fun. It was like one of the most fun trips I've ever had. And I wasn't expecting it because I didn't think I would like Texas. I just have always had like weird thoughts about Texas in my mind as like an outsider. And yeah, it was really fun. Like the convention was super fun. I'm going to do an entire Dunzo episode about like obviously meeting Nev Campbell. I mean, it'll take more than an hour to describe it, obviously. But that was obviously like a, I mean, bucket list moment. I'll never forget it. Every single moment of it is burned into my brain. Never be the same. Never washing my body, the whole thing. It was like a podcast hangout get drunk every day kind of gig it was great yeah Brooklyn's been good um I am finally feeling more settled um I have a friend who lives like just up the street I one of my best friends Marty we dated in eighth grade and we're still like best best friends to this day so we've been able to hang out a lot um could definitely use some more friends so I'm working on it but I'm right near Domino Park, which is, I go there every morning and just, I sit on the bench and smoke weed and look at like the river. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, you're going to make, you're going to make a friend that way. That also does the same thing. I, I need a meet cute. I need to like meet someone down there. Totally. It'll do you think happen. if I sit there with like my AirPods in like I do and just stare at the water all stone, do you think it'll happen? <laughs> Actually, yeah. The <laughs> right person will be able to appreciate that. Yeah. But no, I go down to that park probably once or twice a day and just kind of like take it all in. Um, it's still kind of crazy 
that I live here. And one of our questions, Troy, was how has Beyond the Blind like changed our lives? Oh God. I can live in the city I've always wanted to live in. Yeah. And everyone listening, I appreciate you so much. Yeah. I don't know how I can genuinely put into words the fact that I used to have fake concerts in my living room. And now I get to actually like talk to so many people. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Oh my Um, God. No, but I get to like talk to so many people and meet so many people. And I think that's my favorite thing about Laguna Biatch or even nostalgia now, and especially beyond the blinds now that we're like going to different cities. It just, it's really cool to meet people whose handles I know just because I've talked to them like so much, Mm -hmm. but beyond the blinds has changed everything for me. I can live in the city of my dreams. I get to hang out with fucking Troy all the time, even though it's virtual, but like he can't get rid of me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Beyond the Blinds has kind of changed everything for me. And everyone listening, I just want to say thank you. I couldn't agree more. I don't, it's like weird to even think about like life before doing it. Cause Mm -hmm. I was so, I felt so lost in what I was doing and like, I felt lost in my content. Like I felt like I was like just releasing shit and it wasn't, I don't know. I just felt really like lost. And then you got a call from me. (laughs) And that call literally changed my life. And I feel like this podcast is giving me so much guidance in my life and like helped kind of steer me somewhere and make me feel like I'm doing something that's like important. And I don't know, I just really love it. And like you said, like we've both, I think the thing that makes it more special is that you and I both have been podcasting for years and like kind of running on this like treadmill Mm -hmm. you know and like we came together in life during like very similar times like we were both having kind of the same thoughts about like what we were doing and it just felt like it was meant to be like looking back it's like that phone call truly was meant to be honestly you have to look at it that way you know 100% no I completely agree with you so yeah it's just very special and yeah, it's cool. And also she asked what song I sang at karaoke. By the the song was Anticipating. Zach and I sang Anticipating and hearing Zach's Britney voice was pretty iconic. Because if you've heard <laughs> Zach's, got out video. <laughs> you've heard Zach's normal speaking voice, it's pretty like specific. So it was good. But that was a great question. Okay, this next question is have you ever done shrooms? And if so, did you love it? You go first. I have, and I hated it. I'm not mentally like strong enough for psychedelics. Tell me everything about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did it. I did it in like a safe area. I was with my brother. So I was with someone I trusted, Mm -hmm. but also someone who like holds the codes to make me furious. So, (laughs) okay. Um, But no, he was super like nice about it. And we were in a park and I was just like, this isn't for me. I don't know how to tell you or why it isn't for me. It just, it wasn't for me. I'm more of like, I like uppers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I get it. I get it. And you know, getting older is knowing your boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. I like shrooms. I like doing them extremely like, you know, in the comfort of, of, I'm not like the kind of, listen, I'm not the kind of person who likes to go out and like do crazy Like, I don't like to, like, be hallucinating at a bar. I just don't understand that. Like, I like to do things like that in the comfort of someone's home or, like, somewhere that just feels really, like, comfy with people that I trust, you know? 
Um, but the first time that I ever did shrooms was in college. And it's, it's really funny, like we had planned the whole day around it. So like we woke up really early and like it was summer. So everybody was like off campus and like, it was just like the perfect day. And we woke up super early, we did shrooms and not, we were young. I mean, we were like, you know, 18, 19 years old. So we were like, not, nobody wanted to be the first one to admit that they were fucked up, right? Right. No, no, you know, like that's like a thing. Nobody wants to be the first one to say it or like show signs that they're fucked up. And I remember we were downstairs and we took them and we were, we were like, well, let's go play Guitar Hero because it's 2007. And we're like, okay, yeah, let's go play Guitar Hero. And we're all making our way up the steps. And I'll never forget, I was the last person going up the stairs. And I was watching my friends go up the steps, like all my like girlfriends, like all my roommates. And they were all their bodies were literally like beating against the wall, holding onto the railing, like crawling up, but they weren't <laughs> talking about it. And I was like, oh my God, we're all fucked up. And nobody's saying anything. And it was like the most fun day. But yeah, I like shrooms. Fuck, Mary kill. Rita Ora, Gigi Hadid, Sheena Shea. This is actually, okay, you go first. No, you. <laughs> okay, well, you fuck Rita obviously you fuck Rita you (laughs) this is fucked up you marry Gigi and well I don't want to say the rest honestly I don't think I would kill Sheena and I don't know what that says about me you'd marry Sheena I need someone who will not fuck with my head Sheena will not true Sheena would be a great wife Sheena just wants to be loved. Yeah, and I can yeah. do that for Sheena. I mean, uh, I'm going to I'm not going to say I'm going to fuck Rita. I would fuck Sheena. No. Okay. Yeah. I would <laughs> honestly I'd fuck Sheena. Kill Gigi, I think, just cuz Yolanda. Mm-hmm. Sorry, girl. Yeah. And then marry Rita because we can go to the Met Gala together. It would be fun to live cuz you know, the thing that would be fun about marrying Rita is that I wouldn't give a shit about what she does. And it would just be fun to be a part of her insane life. I think marrying Rita Ora would make me a pariah. And that's what I've always wanted to be. That's actually very true. (laughs) Because then you'd have to answer questions about why she doesn't have an album out. And it would just further sink your own career. All you have to say is, I've heard her latest like songs. They're great. They're just not ready yet. (laughs) She's working on it. I already know. I already know. I also think Rita is like one of the most beautiful women ever. She's literally stunning. And also, by the way, one of the most, one of the most exciting to look at, to quote Kim. Yeah. Rita Ora is fun to look at. Like Gigi's beautiful, but Sheena would get me on Vanderpump Rules, at least for some kind of storyline. That's true. And Rita is gorgeous. So. Yeah. Um, We could sing party and bullshit on repeat all day. (laughs) That's true. Which celebrity would you want as their best friend? I would probably say, this, is, this isn't what anyone's going to think I'm going to say. I think Hillary Burton would be a really good friend. Peyton from One Tree Hill. She was my favorite on TRL. And she seems to be close with people she was friends with like before the fame. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's like a legit, a person I would spend time with, famous or not. 
That's a good answer. And she seems cool. Like she just seems like a cool person. Like she nice. lives on a farm in upstate New York. Yeah, very much that. I, I get that. And she also seems like she talks shit too. So that's important to me. Well, when you're on the farm in upstate, you can. No one will hear us. Yeah. <laughs> just you and the apple pies and the cast iron skillets. <laughs> and, uh, Me and the goats. Yeah. Um, I think probably Nicole Richie has always been my answer to that question. Oh, duh. You and Nicole Richie? Yeah. Be fun. You'd be Sanasa times seven. <laughs> I would feed off of her manic energy. She would get me to do so much bad shit. Oh my God. I feel like that's why I need someone on a farm. Yes, that's a smart (laughs) answer. Are there any rotten celebs that you can't help but secretly love? Yeah. Yeah, we all, I mean, I, you know when I said the other episode when we did another AMA, where I said my problematic fave was like the Backstreet Boys? Mm -hmm. I think it's Usher. I think he's actually like a celebrity who I know is really deeply troubled and mm-hmm. rotted, but like, I, I love his music so much. And he was one of like my first real crushes where I was like, Ooh, like that. Yeah. Right. Music video really got me going. So right. I think Usher's <laughs> like, I think Usher's my answer. You know, it's hard to, to pick one for me. Cause I feel like the thing that makes this podcast really difficult is that like even the people that we've talked about, like I'm still fans of like all of their work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, there are, there are James Franco projects that I'm not going to like act like I love freaks and geeks. Like I'm always going to have a special place in my heart for that. You know what I mean? It makes it hard to like grapple with it, of course, but I've just come to, after doing celebrity deep divey podcasting for this many years, Mm-hmm. I am hardened at this point like I, I I've worked up enough of a casing that I'm like I'm good with separating the art from the artist I feel fine about it I don't have any like I feel like I've you and I have done enough work do you know what I mean internal work with these people where I'm like I'm good like I'm good to watch freaks and geeks and separate the fact that I know James Franco is a complete fucking dirtbag and I can enjoy the show I'm I'm at that place in life yeah, I mean, I just rewatch. I not rewatched. I watched Girls for the first time, right? And I got so many DMs about Lena Dunham, and I'm like, I'm aware she's terrible, but yeah. this show I really like. I like the show. Like, I don't need to constantly be thinking about the horrors of the world. I like art. I like pop culture. I like movies. It's the reason that we do this. Are there any artists that you won't listen to? Because there are definitely two for me where if they come on, I'm like, next, I'm not listening. I won't listen to R. Kelly. Oh, so I guess there's three for me. Like, I definitely draw the line at R. Kelly because I just feel like, I, you know, that's a sin that we need to repent for, really making fun of those girls when we were all rotted. Um, yeah, R. Kelly's probably my biggest one. Yeah. What about you? I would say R. Kelly, Chris Brown, Mm. and Morgan Wallen. I will, like, living in Nashville Mm. and watching, like, everything that happened after Morgan Wallen, I'm about to go on a rant real quick, but the way he was treated compared to, like, how the Dixie Chicks, or I guess they're the Chicks now, Mm -hmm. how they were treated is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. All the Chicks said was that that they were embarrassed that Trump, um, George Bush was from Texas. 
That is all they said. Right. Where now everyone says that kind of stuff about the president, you know? Which they have every right to say. They're from Texas. Exactly. Whereas Morgan Wallen is yelling the N-word in his driveway on multiple occasions because I know the person who fucking filmed that and sent it to TMZ. Oh my God. They had so many videos and I was like, send them all. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it wasn't a one-time thing. And I am sorry, I have been blackout drunk in my day and I've never used that word because I know how disgusting it is. Right. Yeah, like if you're drunk and you want to say it, it's because you want to say it sober. Yeah. What's that saying? Drunk minds speak sober thoughts. If you throw that, if you throw the, you know, N-word around, you use it when you're sober, you use it when you're drunk. And, you know, I think his quote unquote, I hate Morgan Wallen, guys. If you're listening, I have so much Morgan Wallen tea that I'm ready to spill one day. <laughs> but like, he's just not a good guy. Um, I, This is a good question. Thoughts on toxic fan bases. Do celebs have a responsibility to call them out? I love this question. As a Swifty. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I guess it's hard because growing up, like, Sync versus Backstreet Boys was, like, a serious conversation on the playground. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sending evil tweets to Lance Bass about it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel like it's actually hard for me to relate to fan bases. Mm. Does that, do you know what I yeah. mean? Just because, like, even as a Swifty, like, I'm, I became a fan of hers when I was, like, 15, but I was still kind of, like, older. Mm-hmm. But I do think there comes a time where an artist, whether it be Taylor, Ariana, Selena, Justin, like, there's a whole list of them, right? Mm-hmm. I do think there's a time where maybe an artist should be like, guys, stop. Stop. Yeah. Like, like, that's enough. Thank you for standing up for me. But, like, stop sending death threats to people. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that there's a real blatant... Um like turning of a blind eye to act like you don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think that that's absurd. And I've talked about it with so many fan bases just throughout the years. I mean, of course, obviously Beyonce is like the number one that comes to mind because they're the most sort of like synonymous with sending death threats and like, and what, and like, in quotes, swarming people. And like, obviously Beyonce knows that. And it does make you wonder, like when people... I was using the example of Rachel Ray for like a month getting death threats. Rachel Ray from the fucking Food Network, like having teenagers tell her every single day you're going to die, won't want your kids to die, all this crazy shit. If you know that that's happening because it's being reported all over the, the world as news, that people think Rachel Ray fucked your husband, maybe send out a fucking tweet. Yeah. Rachel Ray, who I've never even met from the Food Network, is not Becky. I don't think that that would like kill you to, you know what I mean? And there's obviously so many examples outside of Beyonce, but that's just the most absurd one that you can think of. Well, I have a question, I guess, off of that. I I can't say I've never tweeted, fuck you, Scooter Braun. I can't say I've never tweeted that. Right. But that's not a death threat. <laughs> right. And there's also a lot more layers of my hatred to Scooter Braun than just Taylor Swift. I just think that if it becomes, if it's at the point that it's like news, 
Okay, yeah. Say something. It's not that fucking deep. Your image and your crafting of being the perfect pop star, whoever you are, is not that deep. Tell your fucking 13-year-old fans to shut the fuck up for it. It's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would we ever come to DC? Just like, wait, just, just hold on a little bit. Just like, hold on for a moment. Ooh, this one's fun, Troy. What would your blind items be about? Um, <laughs> we did this for the, um, if you have the $10 Patreon, we did this for the happy hour and we made blinds about each other. And honestly, we could probably just like say them. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. Because the yes. You go first. <laughs> what? We call each other D-list too. So when I call Troy D-list, please understand that it's not coming from a place of hate. Like we and are honored. I take it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> what D-list podcaster with a contagious cackle was spotted causing chaos on the streets of Dallas, Texas over the last weekend. That's a solid one. That's good. That is good. (laughs) And also when I, okay, so know that when I refer to Kelly as the Bob Saget wannabe, it's because she works she works for America's Funniest Home Videos. And if she was a celebrity, they would call her that because it would be how they would describe her fame. She's Bob Saget replacement or something, which is so funny. But this D-list Bob Saget replacement, how do I word this? Tread lightly, Troy. I don't want to get you in trouble. Okay, so I would say this D-plus list Bob Saget replacement slash podcast host has found a way to, <laughs> to turn New York as messy as you would expect. Not wrong. <laughs> Mostly it's just my feelings that are messy. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings. They're going everywhere. Our favorite high snacks. Oh. Love this question. Um, Sour Patch Watermelons, Peanut Butter M&M's, probably Doritos. Love classics. Yeah. Um, I don't need to get crazy. (laughs) Sometimes I do get crazy. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just get in a real, like, I want to cook something, like some weird fucking shit when I'm stoned. Never me. I'll tell you one thing I like to do when I'm high and you guys can take this and really run with it. Go wherever you want to go. If you know that you're going to be smoking that evening or whatever, you go to the store and you get a bunch of crescent rolls, whatever you have, however many you want. And you just put shit in them. Hmm. Chocolate chips, peanut butter, string cheese, pepperoni, ham and cheese, anything in your fridge. I just like to, I'll take like five and fill each one of them with something random, bake them 10 minutes, and you have like the most gorgeous, buttery, flaky, fun thing. And yeah, you can make like dessert ones or whatever. This is a good one, Troy. Okay. If you had the power to blackball, it says five celebrities, let's say three to five celebrities from the industry, who would they be? Oof. Um, Justin Timberlake. I'd blackball the fuck out of him. 
and I'd make him rub his face in it. Uh, I would, I would blackball. I would honestly probably blackball James Franco. Because mm. what a pretentious fuck. Like, also that the, episode ruined my whole life. Yeah. Like he's just a disgusting pig and also at the same time just thinks he's so much more than he actually is, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck you. God, it's so dark. Who else would I, whose life would I ruin? Maybe because I'm so high, I can't think of anybody. I mean, I know I hate a lot of people. No, you, you for sure hate a lot of people. Right? I hate so many people. I guess maybe Charlie Sheen, because he's like in limbo and not really blackballed and um, nobody really talks about Charlie Sheen got a really great edit for being such a disgusting monster to have yeah. a year where he was like a meme like and just a fun silly meme and was able to make a bunch of money off of it is psychotic mm-hmm. so you know I hate Charlie so those are your three I'm gonna pick those three all right I'm going to pick Morgan Wallen I feel like I haven't like talked about my hatred for that man on this podcast. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about, yeah, no. Yeah, I hold back because Nostalgia now got so many negative reviews when I talk my shit. Um, so Morgan Wallen, Trey Songs, Kim Kardashian. Mm, okay. I like that. I need to cut the head off of the whole family. Yeah, you're smart for saying that answer. Yeah, that was probably, that was actually a really profound answer. (laughs) Thank you. Honestly, because it's like, wow, how we would be free. We would be. We'd be free of all of it. Who is the celebrity that you root for the deepest? Um, I'm going to add in, and why? Um, I would say probably Amanda Bynes, just because I love her so much. I even streamed her rap song more times than I would like to admit. Yeah. You know, I think Amanda has a really sad story and I would love for her to come back. Cause like she taught me what being funny was basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Hayden always rooting for Hayden. Mm-hmm. I am always, always, always rooting for her. And then I mean, I don't know I would like Britney Snow to get more recognition yeah you love her I, and and she's getting it right now you know how much I genuinely love Britney Snow yeah yeah I would say those three I mean obviously my first and foremost answer has to be Britney oh I'm so dumb of course like you know it's like you get so used to rooting for Britney that you forget that it's a part of the everyday struggle you know yeah um that's true which is fucked but yeah rooting for Britney has basically opened up my I mean the reason that I podcast is because I've been on a fucking quest my whole life to bring justice to me angel (laughs) uh and of course Lindsay um I've always rooted for Lindsay I understand I guess Lindsay always like impacted me and always like really hit close to home for me because like, I feel like I get Lindsay's trauma. Like, okay. I understand her family trauma. And I relate to it. And Like, I get it. And, like, I understand what it feels like to think. I understand what it feels like to already have, like, things working against you because you come from, like, a not great family. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not, it's hard to like exist in the world as an adult when you don't have like. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always related to her in that, in that sense. And I just, you know, she's so talented and such a product of being chewed up and spat out by a really treacherous, evil fucking industry that preys on young, talented girls. And I love Lindsay. <laughs> and yeah, I guess those would be like the two. Yeah, Brittany and Lindsay are like the ones for me. Like, they're the ones. So I'm going to ask Troy this. Would you guys ever consider bringing NT onto the podcast? <laughs> okay, so this is the thing. This is how I feel like Kelly and I operate. And it's crazy because you and I don't even really like discuss this. It's just like we have like an understanding of our boundaries. And neither of us like to fly too close to the sun. I think that you and I both like to exist like a step back, right? And observe. Yeah. And I don't know if we would ever have Inti on the podcast. Like, because Inti is like the king of blind items, I do, you know, we both make an effort to constantly make sure that we, we're reading his content. So mm-hmm. we have to like, shout him out and make sure that like I, I know I listen to his podcast and shit too and I always make sure like he's a patreon like all the things um so it's no shade but it's just it's like it's flying too close to the sun for me I'm scared it'll be like when Dorothy saw the great and powerful Oz <laughs> yeah. yeah but I do think you're right I think you know I, one thing I really like about Troy and I is we are we try really hard when we're reading blind items to be like, this might not be true. And I feel like if NT came to our podcast, we could ask him if certain things are true or not. And that like really stresses me out. Me too. The whole thing just feels really stressful. It's overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. And we've got a great thing going, you know, like... (laughs) Are we going to kiss? (laughs) You know, if it ain't broke or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. What is a niche genre of celeb that you want to cover besides WWE and the Food Network? I love this question. Honestly, for me, it's always CW shows. You know, I would, I really want to do One Tree Hill and I've been putting in work on Reddit and trying to like, pull up old discussion boards. I would love to talk about One Tree Hill. So if anyone here is from Wilmington, North Carolina, slide into Laguna Beach's DMs. <laughs> um, I would say like, though, that's kind of my niche, like um, One Tree Hill, Vampire Diaries, The OC, mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. Those are kind of like, I don't know how niche that is, but I think that would kind of be like my little area. I, think, I mean, it's a net, it's like a specific network. Yeah. That's like pretty niche. Just so everyone knows, I understand the OC was on Fox, not CW, just in case. Because <laughs> you probably will get that message. Um, <laughs> hey, Kelly. Um, hey, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Um, <laughs> um, if I had to pick a real niche thing outside of the Food Network, because girl, you already knew that was about to be the answer. Uh, I guess it would be, I do have a niche thing. I'm going to expose something about myself on this podcast right now. 
I'm so scared. (laughs) I, in college, had an obsession with like vintage, like 80s porn stars, people like Ron Jeremy, like people that were like, like Linda Lovelace. Yeah. I loved like just all of the crazy because they were like their own version of Hollywood. Yeah. And their movies used to get like released at the theater and like it was like they would make a a bunch of money and like like 70s porn films are literally just actors that then have it it would be like if you went to see you know whoever in a movie and then they just fucked and then the movie kept going and it was real sex so I was obsessed with like 70s porn stars in my mind were like real fucking famous people and I would love to do an episode about like an almost like Boogie Nights-esque thing. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what term I just learned uh, on Twitter that I love? Huh? The throat goat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was good for this conversation. I don't even have I read the Nancy, words. Nancy Reagan was referred to as the throat goat. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so speaking of the throat goat, another person that I would love to do an episode on this podcast about would be Corinne Steffens, aka Superhead, because what a great celebrity. Should we do one more for fun? Yeah. What's a random blind item, funny or dark, that's just seared into your memory forever? And like when you think of blind items, it's just maybe one of the first things you re- you think of. The Amanda Knox yachting with Misha Barton. Yeah. That one, I don't know if it's funny. I don't know what it is, but it is something I think about often. (laughs) Yeah, that's outrageous. That's a fucking crazy one. Yeah. Um, My immediate thought, just because it's a blind item that I remember from like 20 million years ago, and for whatever reason, it always stuck with me, that when Ashley Simpson tried to buy Coke at a nightclub, the guy (laughs) stole her money, and then she said, I'm going to call the cops on you. Yeah. (laughs) That like, (laughs) <laughs> sent me that's hysterical <laughs> I know. oh shit so that was fun that was ama with with troy and kelly <laughs> but now we need to talk about the met gala aka the party where cara delavine is going to fuck everyone i want you guys to know that while we record this i'm shimming my little shoulders and shaking my little titty just like cara just fucking high off my ass and shimmying. Now, Troy, I would like you to read what I texted you this morning after I posted the video of Cara Delevingne. I think last night I posted it. She said, quote, I take it personally when people say they hate Cara Delevingne. Like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> I was like literally waking up. <laughs> like 7 a.m. <laughs> what's going on uh, um the Met Gala was a fucking mess can I just like go off for a second go ahead I've been in a deep homosexual like rut about the Met Gala this year because it was so fucking off base I think that this was the the worst Met Gala of the past decade and it's so fitting of this time when like all of these events that are supposed to be like really fun just feel murky and weird like Coachella Mm -hmm. it feels murky and weird and like it doesn't know what it is anymore it's a parody of itself 
the Met Gala is the same way. It feels like a parody of itself. It's like not the same thing that it once was. It's a, it's becoming more and more of a joke every year I feel. And like it peaked and it's not ever going to be what it was to me. The theme was so fucking like, I cannot believe the shit that I saw people wearing on the red carpet this year. I'm going to be honest. It blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Not that I know anything about fashion. Like, I'm an old Navy gal. I don't know (laughs) anything about fashion to begin with. I know that the Gilded Age doesn't mean the Golden Age of Hollywood, which is what all these people showed up in, like, flapper dresses. There was, like, barely any, like, bustle or, like, there were barely any corsets. There weren't, it's just, like, the Gilded Age is, like, such an easy thing to even look up. Yeah. Like sometimes the Met Gala theme is like a little bit more like nuanced and you could make it some weird thing in your mind. For the dress code to be that specific, you literally could just Google image it. Like people have been doing it in movies and television shows and music videos like forever. It's like very easy. Like Madonna at the VMAs performing Vogue, do that. Like it's not that, it's not even hard. All right. No, keep going. I'm, I'm love high it. and I'm gay. And, the, and then I'm just, I just, oh, it made me so mad. Like, you're right. All of this fucking old hot, I get it. You all want to look like freaking Marilyn Monroe. We get it. But like, what the fuck? It's not the Gilded Age. Right. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. What do you think of Kourtney Kardashian being like, I didn't even know what the theme was. The fact that we've... (laughs) 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 The fact that we have let the Kardashians infiltrate the Met Gala in such a way that we went from they're not allowed, they're banned, to, all right, yeah, Ken can come, I guess. So, all right, fine, Kylie, Kendall, bring your asses on you guys can fucking come too 
to now it's the Kardashian party. Yeah. It's the fucking Kardashian party. Can we talk about why Kim got her first invite though? Kanye. Because of fucking Kanye. It's really frustrating to me. It's frustrating because it like is so much bigger than just the Met Gala. It's just like, we can't have anything. Anything. We can't have anything without it revolving around that fucking family. Nothing can happen. No event. Nothing. Maybe that's why I just rewatched Girls because I knew the Kardashians <laughs> wouldn't be like in it. <laughs> and by rewatch, I mean watch for the first time. It's like the re-edited version where they're in it. <laughs> <laughs> A nightmare. Um, no, I agree with you. I think it's really difficult. Like, I can't say I've tried hard to accept the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. but I have tried Mm -hmm. and I just can't like, it's, it's exhausting, you know? And even the whole like Kim with the dress thing, which we will get into. And I have a friend who debunked it and talk about the dress, but Again, it's one of those moments where I'm like, deep down, I'm just a hater when it comes to them. And I think having like TikTok people and and influencers and all of that be invited to the Met Gala, everyone was kind of like, wait, what? It literally is becoming, it's Coachella now. It's Coachella in weirder clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a joke. You know, like gone are the days of like the Met Gala really being some like breathtaking like event that feels really, really special. It doesn't feel special. If you could go back to any year, if you know off the top of your head, do you know what year you'd go back to? Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Me too. Um, I would go back to, actually, I don't know the exact year, but the the year that Sarah Jessica Parker went with Alexander McQueen and they, it was like, they wore, I'll send you a picture of it. Is it when she wore like the Scottish thing? Yes. 2011. Yeah. 2011 Met Gala era was great. Like 2011, 2012, when like Rihanna was like becoming like a fashion person and it was just really exciting. Like Mm -hmm. it was still really, really exciting to like wait with bated breath to see what people would wear now after a year of seeing Katy Perry literally come as a chandelier you kind of just it's like I'm numb I'm just numb I would say mine would be 2016 because that's when Taylor Swift was dating Calvin Harris showed up with Carly Kloss allegedly fell in love with Joe Alwyn that night but then was filmed like dancing with Tom Hiddleston it's that's her worst timeline of all time when I talk about Taylor Swift's like shitty PR moments but that year like Lord was there who's also one of my favorite artists like I feel like that would be a very fun year for me to be there is that your buzz cut my hair bleached is that the Mecala okay did you like that I knew that I did. <laughs> I'm turning you slowly. <laughs> but no, I think that would definitely be the year. Um, I'm not, I think that was like the year I started really paying attention to the Met Gala. Yeah. And it just felt different. Like, do you remember like the excitement? Like it was yeah. so fucking exciting to be like, oh my God, like 
what the fuck's gonna happen tonight it's the Met Gala and like just imagining being there like I don't even know if I would give a fuck if I was at the Met Gala now I'd be like um Emma Chamberlain excuse me I need to go to the bathroom you know what I mean like (laughs) can I ask who is she Emma Chamberlain is a YouTuber and Uh. like years ago she was like kind of a funny silly YouTuber and she's really like solidified herself as like a fashion girl and okay. now she's like a like a phenomenon. Like I would say that she, the in the way that Joe that JoJo Siwa was like the face of like youth little girls, to me Emma Chamberlain is like the girl that you would say represents like TikTok age girls. Good for Emma. Yeah, she's whoever. I like Emma Chamberlain. Her interviews with Vogue were funny. She's very, very funny. And she actually has a really great, like, eye for fashion. Like, she's not just one of these stupid girls that, like, thinks that she does because she has TikTok followers. Like, she cares about fashion. Okay. Okay, so reminder, again, we are going to do a real Met Gala episode where we go all the way back. We should go all the way back. Let's see how fucking far back we can go. I think 2005 was the first blind I found. That's going to be very fun. Um, to see how it changes throughout the years too, you know? Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we're just sticking to 2022 because this episode is already off the fucking rails. So we're going to rail it in and read some blinds and hopefully remember how to read. We're both so high now. So literally by. I get that you want to party and everything, but isn't it uncomfortable for the celebrity CEO to be wasted while out with your mom? And that's Elon Musk getting wasted at the Met Gala with his mom, May Musk. Speaking of the men who attended, this A-plus list mostly movie actor not only got work done to his face again, but was also showing off his French skills to anyone who was interested. And that is Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper needs to stop getting fillers. It's so unnecessary. Like, he's so handsome. Stop it, sir. I know. And like, like lean into the fact that the more wrinkles and shit you get people think that you're even more attractive it's so unfair that men age and people are like like a glass of wine and a woman (laughs) ages they're like disgusting i know in the hidden away smoking area last night the late night actor showed up often he looked genuinely happy to be with fellow smokers and away from his minders and that is pete trying to get away from the kardashians Troy, do you think they're a real couple yet? I think that they're fucking. Yeah. You don't need to be a couple to fuck. Exactly. I don't know how real. I don't think they're in love. I don't think that Kim thinks that he's going to be a stepfather to her children. But I think it's a really great thing that they're doing here for press. It's working out amazing. Did you see he got, he allegedly got tattooed. Everything, everything's been alleged. Everything we've said tonight. (laughs) Um, did you see he got tattoos on his neck of like the first letter of each of Kim K's kids' names? Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird and yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, it's psychotic. This is what we get though for fetishizing men like him at how whenever that whole thing started, like the alt boy thing that just happened. Like, this is what we get. And now we're in bed with a fucking alt boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Speaking of the late night actor, his date in the press made it seem as if he, as if she wore the original all night. She literally wore it for five minutes and couldn't even get a zip before slipping into a replica. 
Can I jump to what my friend Bonnie said? Yes, please. Okay. So my good friend, Bonnie, if you guys want to follow her on Instagram, her handle is at Bonnie Bryant Creative. And she was posting about how there's no way in hell Kim actually wore this dress. So I was super interested. And I asked her why it wouldn't be real. And she let me know. So everything I'm about to say is from her. This is not Kelly or Troy. It's Bonnie Bryant. It was bought by Ripley's, believe it or not, not necessarily the gold standard of historic museum preservation. The guy who owned it before took very good care of it. And Ripley's bought it for a few million and obviously they want to protect their investment. So reasons why it is a replica. Kim and Marilyn have very different bodies. Kim said she lost 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into the dress, but either way, it is still a very different body. The dress was made to Marilyn's exact body type in the undergarments that she wore, and it was still skin tight on her, so she was literally stitched into the dress wearing the undergarments. That's Marilyn. They didn't wear the same Spanx type on, they didn't wear the same Spanx type undergarments then, and Marilyn wore a bullet style bra. The dress as shown would not fit Kim's body at all. It wouldn't fit her waist. It would be too small. The boobs would fit weird because of Marilyn's bra. It would need to be fitted to Kim and they wouldn't be able to tailor it to her specifically. The fabric is also different. The fabric on Kim's dress appears to be stretchier and more modern than Marilyn's. That is not 60-year-old silk. It looks stretched. It looks like stretchier synthetic fabric that would be more flattering and easier to put on. The colors are also off. Even taking aging slash discoloration into account, Marilyn's dress was dyed to fit her skin tone exactly. Kim's dress does not look like that. It was fit for Kim's skin tone rather than Marilyn's. The video of the dressers dragging the dress up her body. If it was a real vintage gown, the dress would be falling apart. The rhinestones would be everywhere. This is a dead giveaway. Those are not museum people either. Even Ripley's, believe it or not, people wouldn't do that. The people dressing Kim were Kim's dressers. So I'm continuing with what Bonnie said. This is the biggest thing that drives me insane. People think this is just a dress and I'm shallow, but it's a piece of one of a kind vintage fashion and American history, a Jean Louis original. Once that silk falls apart, the dress is gone. These garments don't last forever. What museum would put a $5 million piece of art history on someone and treat it like that. My belief is that this is a PR stunt for both of them. Ripley's gave Kim's team unprecedented access to an exact replica, but tweak it to her measurements a little more to make it flattering, then pretend it's that dress. They get to add a quote, worn by Kim thing into the exhibit in Orlando and all the tourists will flock to see it. 
Also, the video of the dress not fitting her butt is famous because it didn't quite fit Marilyn's butt and it's on brand for it not to fit Kim's butt. That is brilliant. I was like, Bonnie, what? I agree. Like, I but guess how I could never you debate that. I never thought of it not being the real dress, but when she showed up, I was like, that's it. First of all, when I saw that video of Kim jumping into that dress mm-hmm. and those all of those gays tugging it up her fucking ass over her spank, her fucking spanks, come on. Yeah. Her skims. Give me a fucking break. I was like, this is either like the fakest thing ever or even worse, it's the most disrespectful thing ever. Yeah, 100%. Either way, it's completely fucked. I'm sorry. Like, it's not, it's like your friend said, it's not just a dress. Like, it's a part of American history and like, it's taking it and turning it into like a fucking PR thing so that this woman can fucking promote a Hulu show. Like, is nothing sacred? Not even Marilyn Monroe's JFK dress. So I have to say, I wish we would leave Marilyn the fuck alone. Let her be. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And when I was reading all that stuff that Bonnie sent me, I was like, yeah, that makes 100% sense. Yeah. Absolutely. To me, it's just like, it's absurd. And I just found the whole thing to be so like, and then that video from today of them giving her her hair. Why? Why? And she looks at Pete and she's like, this will be in bed with me. I'm like, Kim, you're not Marilyn. You're not Norma Jean. Like, where is this coming from? It's random, right? Like, there are many celebrities that I can think of off the top of my head that I've heard talk about Marilyn Monroe throughout uh, like people like Mariah Carey who literally collects memorabilia and takes like museum quality care of it of Marilyn Monroe's right Anna Nicole Smith used to like there are people that I know like truly lived ate and breathed Marilyn Monroe I've never even fucking heard Kim talk about this woman like what is going on and I saw another video I can't remember it was on TikTok I don't know the handle I'm sorry but I guess like that was one of Marilyn's last big appearances yeah it's sick and you have Kris Jenner up there taking fucking pictures it is so sick and what did she dress as Jackie O didn't Kris Jenner yeah disgusting I know I know. And it's like, it's Kim rubbing it in our faces that she is a solid, it's like her solidifying herself. I deserve this. I deserve to be here. Like I fought for this, you know what I mean? And great. Good for you. But like, there are limits. What I, I just, I'm blown away by it, honestly. And of course she spray tanned Pete Davidson to the like max. And many of Pete Davidson standing Pete Davidson standing behind allegedly Marilyn Monroe's dress. Pete Davidson. So one of our questions that we got asked during that AMA, it was like, what are your predictions for pop culture in 2022? Pete Davidson is going to get fucked by the Kardashians. That's my prediction. 
no matter how they break up, unless they decide to do like a joint breakup, Pete's going to look like shit. See, I think that this is Pete's flying too close to the sun moment. I agree with you, 100%. He's done an incredible job of bedding these women that are out of his league and he made a little career out of it and it was cute. And then he decided to like play with the big dogs and now he's in bed with like truly the devil in a blue dress. Yeah. Or JF, the Marilyn Monroe JFK dress, if you will. The Kardashians are going to fuck Pete up. Yeah. He stands not a single chance. He's fucked. This permanent A-list, quote, singer was asked if she wanted to attend last night, and she said no. Her significant other really wanted to attend and tried to be able to show up solo. It is nice to see the media picking up on what I told you last week about his money demands. It is not about the singer. It is about fame and money and getting as much for himself as possible. And that is Britney Spears and Sam. I mean, I know you're like Britney's best friend. So I'm curious to see your thoughts on this. (laughs) Or here. Um, Listen, I've never trusted Sam. I stand behind the fact that I don't trust him. I've tried to be optimistic at times. Like I've listened to some of my old Britney recordings and I can hear the optimism in my voice, me trying to be happy, you know, for family. Uh, But I don't fuck with him. We see each other. I feel like at the cookout, we we catch eyes and it's awkward. Like, I just don't fuck with him. I think that he is a money-hungry, fame-seeking, attention-obsessed fucking fembot. Like, I really honestly think that he's a Terminator. I'm not kidding. If you say it, I believe it. I just don't trust him. He is like, ugh. He makes my skin crawl. He's so disingenuous. He gives me like Mario Lopez vibes. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? I I see that. Fake. Fake. I guess like we talked about this maybe in our last public episode. I can't remember. But I like to think that Britney would see that. But I also don't know. Listen, my my girl's track record with these with these men's it aren't good and it's not like he the one thing that I will say is that I'm grateful to him for standing by her and like you know Zach and I talked a lot about this when we were in Texas like he helped separate her from her family and she wouldn't have been able to do it alone and like that I'm forever grateful for because none of this would like the ball wouldn't have rolled the way that it did if he wasn't there right to like but he also knows that. But he knows that. And he's aware of that. And I just wonder how much of it comes from a good place. Met Gala. The former a list rapper had one of the biggest parties of the night. She also admitted she was doing coke and encouraged others to do the same. That was allegedly at Cardi B's party at the Standard. So I have listened to this video more than once like multiple times she tells everyone to take a shot and when I hear it it says like I hear grab a lime Mm -hmm. instead of like because she's like do a lime like it it could sound like grab a lime do a lime Mm -hmm. but I keep hearing grab a lime Mm -hmm. and anyone who listens knows that Troy and I love cocaine blinds Mm -hmm. I just I don't think she said that yeah, I don't, 
I don't know, but like, it doesn't even matter, right? I don't know why every, I mean, I don't know why everyone loves to villainize Cardi B. I'm not saying Cardi B some angel, mm-hmm. but Shannon over on Fluently Forward, she posted in her story today, actually, where she was like, Cardi B has charisma. Cardi B is a fun celebrity. And that's the truth. I think that people forget that Cardi B is the breakout star of a reality television show. She's a star. Like she just so happens to be really good at music. But at the end of the day, like I think that she has an awareness that she's a star. She is it factor. And she was a star before she was on TV. People also forget that she was a fucking, just like an, an internet girl. Like Cardi B is like if like a, a YouTuber became the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? She she was like a like a an internet celebrity who just was a really fun stripper and posted really fun stripper videos, you know? And I think people forget that. Like she's a she's a, she's just a star. She's a starlet. But yeah, you're right. Who cares if she did say that at a party? You guys, there was Coke at the Met Gala. Okay? We Cara Delevingne was on, allegedly on Coke on that red carpet. To me, I gotta be honest, and this is not me trying to normalize cocaine, but the Coke blinds now, to me, sound like the way the weed blinds sounded 20 years ago, where I know that it's not the same thing and cocaine is horrific, but like we're not idiots, right? Like, we know that there was Coke at the Met Gala. We can just, why is there a blind item about that? Is that crazy? So Especially at, like, an after party? Come on. It's the Met Gala. Like, come on. Yeah. Like you said, Cara was shaking her fucking shoulders so hard on that red carpet. Of course there was Coke there. Her tongue's, like, all over her teeth, and she's like, (laughs) I don't know why I can't show my (laughs) teeth. She's, like, trying to bite Meg Thee Stallion's neck. Can we talk about that video really quick? Yeah. <laughs> when she tried to kiss Meg the Stallion and Meg <laughs> just like put her fingertips on her shoulders and was like, no. The way that she took her body and moved it away was so incredible. It was just like, you're literally a rag doll. <laughs> like you're you think a rag that hand. was like one of the first times Car has been denied specifically at the Met Gala? I do not. I'm going to be honest with you. I bet you a lot of people hook up with Kara and like fall into her trap, but I bet you more times than not, other A-list celebrities who don't feel the need to sleep with Cara Delevingne are like, bitch, get the fuck away from me. Do you think I would fall into the trap of Cara Delevingne? I think you are in the trap. I think that you, like, I think that you're far gone. I agree. <laughs> oh, you swallowed the key. Troy, don't delete that. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sure there will be an official spin, but this A-list slash B-plus list pay cable actress was scheduled to attend, but is dealing with some sub- some substance abuse issues and was in no shape to be seen in public. And that's Alexa Demi from Euphoria. I feel like there was recently something on Twitter about her being at an event or something and just being totally out of it. Yeah, I mean, again, I would imagine most of the cast of euphoria is probably dealing with some crazy shit right now to be honest you know their fame went from like zero to a thousand times a thousand they're like our they're like tiktok's 90210 to me oh yeah yeah that's a good way or like the oc yeah 
Totally. This A-list reality star didn't want to be there. She acted like she didn't want to be there and was contractually forced slash shamed into going, but was wasted on a combo of pot and booze and didn't care who knew it. Courtney didn't want to, we all knew Courtney. Courtney never wants to be anywhere. Courtney Kardashian, guys, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah, Courtney doesn't care that she's famous. <laughs> the stuff doesn't fuel me. She looked terrible. I know. Oh, can we talk about Kylie in the way that she looked like It Takes Two with Mary-Kate <laughs> and Ashley? A travesty. A travesty. And I know that she was, like, paying homage to her friend. But even if he hadn't passed away, it still didn't fit the theme. Oh, was That's it like Virgil? Very, yeah, it's very much his aesthetic. Like, and she was doing an homage to Virgil. Okay. And like, I, I get that. But like, your homage also didn't fit the theme of the Met Gala. I have a theory of what's going to happen with this, Troy. Okay. And we've been like pretty good on what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be like, you know, she wore that veil because you know, she's a mama too now. She was really anxious about being on the red carpet for the first time since giving birth. And she kind of wanted to like hide a little bit. Mm. And she was really insecure. So like the fact you guys talk shit is really bad. I could totally see that. That is exactly what's going to happen in a week or two. She's going to do it on her YouTube. Like she did when she, uh, when she came forth and admitted to having postpartum she's like it's hard for me too sometimes no she will post something being like haha I've heard the jokes just so you guys know I covered my face because I'm self-conscious after giving birth for a second time but I really wanted to show up and support my family and support my friend Virgil but luckily she is Kylie skincare this video will show you how to be a more confident mom Mm -hmm. Why, yes, that was this foreign-born A-list singer who was doing lines of coke and then ended up having a quickie in the back of an SUV before returning to the after party. And that's Camila Cabello. She used to really bother me, but now that I know her blind item life, I think I like her. <laughs> um, I just, like, don't... I've, she's another person that I'm always like, oh, yes, she exists. Well, you got to remember Camilla's a person. Like, I forget that she's a, a, a living, breathing person. I really think she took one for the team when it comes to her and Sean. I do too. I think she was trapped in that. I mean, Sean showed up looking like fucking Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. And then everyone shit on her outfit. She did look bad. Yeah, she looked horrible. Looked like she had Fruit Loops or something on her dress. (laughs) This A-plus list singer was invited and was expected to attend up until about a week or 10 days prior to the show. Apparently, there's a secret about to be revealed, and the gala was not the place for it to be, and that's Taylor Swift, and I'm nervous Taylor Swift's pregnant. Oh, you think that's the secret? I don't know. I can't keep up with her. Whenever I think something's going to happen, I have, like, my clown makeup to the side. (laughs) Really ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, all right, might as well start painting my face. You're like, she's finally coming out. Listen, I will always have hope that Taylor Swift's coming out. 
Yes, that was the, the married barely there celebrity model enjoying the great deal of attention she was getting from the singer slash actor who had the press on the red carpet flustered. And that's Emily <laughs> Redakowski and Jared Leto. So this is the final one that we have for 2022. I mean, we can just keep talking, Troy. I'm having so much fun. Me too. The billionaire, Francois-Henri Pinal owner of this fashion house has a longtime grudge against the editor for some slight that most assume involves either his wife, Selma Hayek, or Model X, Linda Evangelista, but it's really about ad prices being too high. And, and that's that. Um, can I tell you my favorite Selma Hayek fact that I have hmm. learned? Okay. She has a pet owl. And it will sleep in her bedroom with her. And sometimes she wakes up with it, like, on her shoulder in her bed. Oh. No, owls are scary, Troy. That's really sweet, though, because it's her. And I'm just oh. picturing her talking to it. Oh, my God. Do you... No, she talks to it all the time. Every moment she's talking <laughs> to that bird. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have to dissect an owl pellet in school? No, we never did any sort of dissection in school, thank God. Fifth grade, I had to dissect. Know what I had to fucking do, everyone listening? I had to dissect an owl pellet, which is like what an owl throws up almost like a hairball. Mm -hmm. And then tape the skeleton to a piece of paper and identify what kind of rodent it was. And it was a mole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone's gonna be like no more high episodes <laughs> <laughs> no we never had to dissect anything thank god That's my teacher like wasn't do. into it <laughs> yeah I don't know do you have any like do you have any closing thoughts about the Met Gala I guess in general I do have one okay I wish people would stop acting surprised when Blake Lively shows up and looks fucking stunning People are like, oh my God, Blake Lively looks so good. I'm like, when has she not looked good? The one thing about Blake Lively, and I said this when we recorded that episode, I will never get over this. She like doesn't use a stylist. So she says. So she says. But I honestly really truly like kind of believe in Blake Lively's eye for fashion. I just think she like has a really, really good eye. And I just, she's fun to look at and she always makes things exciting. Like, She's a fun celebrity to know that's showing up somewhere, to be honest with you. I think Blake Lively is one of the most beautiful women of all time. That's a heavy thing to say, probably. Well, I had to think about it, but beautiful in a way, well, I'm not going to speak for you, but to me, she's beautiful in a way of like, she carries the light. She's a, she's like, she has like an energy about her that's very magnetic and, you know, like I would, you would gravitate to her, you know? Yeah. She's like the nice, pretty girl at school. And that hair. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I get so frustrated about. Every single time she steps on a red carpet, people are like, Blake Lively is beautiful. I'm like, if her husband let her out of the house, you guys would know that more. Yeah. Because <laughs> she used to fucking kill red carpets all the goddamn time. Yay. Every day. Those years where Blake Lively was reaching her fashion peak and she was out becoming, she was a fashion bitch. Oh, that was exciting. Like, she's fun on a red carpet. Blake is gorgeous. Like, 
I know we've slighted her for her acting and maybe her personal choices. Sure. But I, she has one of the best nose jobs I've ever seen my whole life. Without any doubt. I think watching Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and everyone was talking about the soccer coach. I was like, what about Blake? <laughs> well, her, you know, her hair was like the fifth cast member of that movie. Oh, for sure. I mean, it basically had, it was like a part of the union. When they like poured, when she poured water on herself and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> right. Like my tummy feels weird. But yeah, I would say that's probably my takeaway. And also like, I've said it a bunch on this podcast. I do not like the Kardashians. I will never like them. And I'm just kind of like over them being everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the Met Gala would have been great if it was just Kim. Agreed. I think that we are, and then this is hopeful. This is like wishful thinking. But with the way that a lot of what they've been doing has been received, and the way that Kim's dress didn't hit this yeah. year, it does feel, and the fact that it was such a over-the-top moment, it does kind of feel like, Kim is reaching this point of like implosion like it's too much and like people are just sick of her shit and just generally kind of more sick of their shit but I don't know we always get sick of their shit and then we crawl right back into their anal cavities so I don't know and what's insane is say someone who's so overexposed I always go to Taylor Swift just because I know that you know Mm -hmm. but say even like a Justin Bieber Selena Gomez Demi Lovato They've all stepped away for a while. Yeah. Kim hasn't done that. No. Well, she knows she can't. And I think that's going to maybe be an issue. I don't know. I think she knows that part of her, the way that she stays famous is by having all of the burners go at once constantly every fucking day all of them Kindles is going hers is going Kylie's is going they're all of the burners are fucking turned up every single day and like we can't it's like we we can't escape them it's like it literally is like trying to kill cockroaches it really is yeah oh now now what are your hopes for the Met Gala like for how could they make it better Cause I'm a newer, I'm a newer viewer to this, right? Like it's just been basically 2015, 2016 for me. I think that in the future, these stylists need to step their shit up with the Met Gala and like take the power out of the celebrities' hands and fucking put these people in themed looks for this event. It, I understand that Megan Thee Stallion looks amazing in period piece gowns but we've seen it 80 million fucking times and it's the Met Gala and like just like if anything the celebrities should just be models to these events yeah you know what I mean like they should have no say in what they're wearing unless they are Sarah Jessica Parker or something somebody like that like I'm just so sick of the theme not being followed it makes it not it makes it not fun for the viewer and I think the reason that to me like the most recent Met Gala that stands out the most was the camp themed one yeah I didn't even know what camp was okay I mean I learned that night quickly learned that day I was like L.L. Bean 
I like the camp one because they all understood the assignment and it was fun and yeah. everybody's idea of camp is like whatever so it made the people watching it like excited like I was really really fucking into the camp one because it was they all did it you know when they don't do the theme it's not fun to watch yeah I hate when guys just show up in like a, a suit like fuck off are you kidding a black tuxedo to the Met Gala like suck 20 dicks and just go somewhere else grow up <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah I mean I agree with you I also think like inviting influencers isn't great Ugh. and and I like influence like I'm not someone who hates on influencers typically like you know if people like you and if Five million people want to follow you. That's fucking awesome for you. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's like a time and a place kind of thing. I agree. I think that there's this assumption that like, because when influencers reach a certain level of fame, they should be invited places and they should be allowed to do certain things. That's not what that means. I don't give a fuck how many followers James Charles has on YouTube. I don't want to see James Charles at the Met Gala. He has no business being there. And when he shows up and looks a fool wearing a fucking safety pin cropped top, it's your fault because you invited him. He has no business being there. Do you think someone should take over instead of Anna Wintour? Yeah. Ooh. Abso-fucking-lutely. And it, it was proven by what she wore to her own event. Girl. Pack it up. And let somebody else give it a shot because you clearly like she has let these people run amok. <laughs> did you hate Cara's outfit as much as everyone else did? It was revolting. <laughs> she was spray painted and had jewels stapled on her body. What are you doing? What is going on? Like, what is the true tea? I don't understand. So really, I think what they need to do next year is just invite singers and actors and actresses. No social media people, no reality TV people. I would be okay with that. And give them a a theme that they can fucking figure out. Unless they want to invite Sheena. Sheena can go. Well, she's a staple. You know she would dress to theme. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, you kidding me? She would show up in a fucking pretty little thing dress from Instagram. Are you out of your mind? She yeah. would show up in a crop top and some wedge sneakers. <laughs> Happy birthday, Troy! I've been at Coachella all weekend. Sorry, it's late. I'm so tired. I'm the worst. I just want to keep talking just because I'm stoned. But I know. Let's land this plane. So that was the 2022 Met Gala drama. We do have like a bunch more pulled, but I think that deserves like a a true Patreon episode. Yeah, that deserves like a full hour. I seriously want to say the cities we're going to, but we can't. I'll be in trouble. No, don't do it. <laughs> That's Troy with me all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I want to say it. And Troy's like, don't do it. <laughs> I have a question for you, Troy. Okay. What can people expect? from our live shows coming up? Um, I can genuinely say that our first handful of shows were extremely fun. 
And it was really cool to be able to like figure out like what our show is. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing that by the fourth show, like we collectively figured out our show. And I just think that's really cool. And I'm excited to like get back into it. And cause it feels like a much more well-oiled machine now. And like, I just, I'm really excited. Like we're, I feel more professional now, you know? So I think it's going to be really fun. I have one more question. And this was okay. a good question that I wish I asked at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I want your answer, then I'll give mine. But somebody asked, they were like, do you think it's weird when people fan, fan girl, fan guy over us at shows or at bars when we see them or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do I think it's weird? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Listen, we both do podcasts because we listen to podcasts and like there are people that are like very 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 fucking famous to me you know in the podcasting world that are just because I've been listening to them like I'm you know I'm no different like I would be the I'm the same exact way you know yeah no I agree with you and I thought that question was interesting so I used to get like recognized a lot at bars in Nashville Mm mm-hmm and I remember a girl, it was very new to like Laguna Beach. And a girl came up to me and I was like, this is weird. And she was like, is it? And then in my head, I was like, I made her feel weird about something she was excited about. Because she doesn't make it weird at all. She, and she, you know, and I was kind of like, I feel like, I mean, we still took the picture and stuff. But after I was like, I feel like such an asshole. And mm-hmm. things that I get excited about. If I saw Daniil Ackles on the street, I would be thrilled whereas other people be like who the fuck is Daniil Ackles right and I don't want anyone to ever feel that way so no I have so much fun and I love meeting everyone from everywhere it's very cool it's also a really cool thing to like because podcasting is such a specific like very intimate thing Mm -hmm. and like I think you and I both have a real understanding of that because we've listened to podcasts like you know, there are certain memories even that I have in my life that are attached to podcasts because I was listening to them while they happened, you know, and these are people that you know for a really long time and you you learn a lot about. And it is interesting, like for the first time to kind of be on the other side of that and like people meet us and they know everything about us because they've been listening for a long time. And there's like a shorthand where like, you don't even have to, they just like know every, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Cause this is so intimate. <laughs> For sure. hundred percent. And you know? our separate podcast, we got even more intimate. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. I'd be like, I want to quit my job. And then I'd be like, why is my boss being mean to me? Oh, maybe because she listened to your fucking episode where you ripped <laughs> her apart. I know. I'm like, hi guys, welcome to Dunzo. My grandmother died today. Um, <laughs> here's how I'm feeling. Here's how I'm feeling. <laughs> well, with that, guys, this was an episode. It exists. It's now out into the ether. <laughs> we want to bless it. Blessed be this episode. Don't Honestly, steer us this wrong. Is- I know Patreon, I know you guys like spend money to hang out with us extra every month. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you letting us do this episode because the last few episodes have been 
Don't worry, Troy. I know I said that word wrong. I'm just, don't delete it. Don't delete it. But seriously, like the way we started this season was so dark that this was yeah. just like fun just for us, just for us gals. We needed this. I appreciate this. I love a kooky episode. I love a weird one-off thing. Like this reminds me of like when sitcoms do like a weird episode. I love that. So this is fun. This is, you know how we have like the rotted series? This is stoner series. Yeah. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. We love you very, very much. Um, yeah. I want to say like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're landing the plane now because if not, we'll never land it, but we love you and we're going to go now. Okay, bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.